0: Welcome back to the Rocky Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today we're talking about a report that came out that discussed the fact that 85% of baby boomers plan to work until their 70s, and some even plan to work until they're in their 80s. Now, you probably already know that when I started this show back in 2016, It was because I was personally having a difficult time with the idea of retiring. You might be in that same situation, struggling to determine whether you should retire at all. Maybe you don't think that you have enough money to retire, or maybe you don't know what you would do with your time. Today's guest host is a content developer and brand specialist. She actually works with businesses to create realistic content plans that help them grow and thrive. Now, what's a content plan? Basically, it's free information that helps let people know what you know, and once they know you, they might contact you to help them. For example, this show. It didn't start out as a content plan because I don't talk about money, investments, or insurance. But people wind up finding about me anyway, the fact that I sell Medicare insurance. And when they need it, they reach out to me. So that's what Kristen does. She helps people sort of laser target that. Now, if you listened to last week's show, you'll remember that I met Kristen. Edens on Twitter. She has a lot of great ideas on retirement, so I'll be welcoming her to the show in just a minute. Last week, we explored where the idea of retirement even came from, and this week we're going to discuss that report, why 85% of baby boomers are planning to work into their 70s and 80s. I hope you join us for next week's show, where we'll be discussing whether retirement is even a good idea at all. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to that show. And then the last episode in this series will discuss how hiring older workers can improve business. But before we start, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Medicare Quick step-by-step guide for signing up for Medicare. If you are signing up for Medicare for the very first time, you know how confusing it can be. This guide is absolutely free and it'll help you easily make the transition into Medicare. You can get it free right now by going to medicarequick.com checklist. (laughs) I better say that again, medicarequick.com checklist. And best yet, I'm the founder of Medicare Quick, and I love helping people like you with their Medicare. Okay, I won't make you wait any longer. Let's just go ahead and bring Kristen on, who you probably know is one of my favorite thought leaders on retirement. Kristen, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. But before we start, just in case for some new listeners, give them your short story on how you got to where you are. Keep in mind, we only have 20 minutes. (laughs)
1: I know. I know. And and every one of us has such a long story that it's hard to condense. But I started out as, as playing the game of life, going to school, graduating, working the corporate job and moving on. It just didn't work for me. It didn't fit for me. And so in the back, I was always doing what I always wanted to do, which is writing. And eventually the time came that what I was bred to do or groomed to do wasn't working anymore, I let go of that and pursued my own business as, as a, a, a content developer.
0: And you reinvented yourself. You just didn't change your business. You changed your entire life.
1: I changed my... It, reinvention is a perfect way to describe it. Yes, I changed my entire life and, and just a whole different path. And, and there's so many paths ahead of us.
0: Which one do we choose? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk about why baby boomers are working into their 70s. But before we do that, let's talk about the different generations, because there are basically five generations that I'd like to point out. The first is the list. These are people that were born before 1945. And then baby boomers were born between 1946 and 1964. And then Generation X was born from 1965 to 1980. I find interesting because it used to be 1966, and then they realized there was a two-year gap where there were people that didn't fall into anything, so they changed it. (laughs) (laughs) And then Generation Y is also known as Millennials. And they were born from 1981 to 1995. And then we've got Generation Z, which is born from 1996 to 2012. So why do you think these baby boomers are planning on working so long? I know that we did talk a little bit last week, but the article, you know, does talk about something called bridge jobs. Right. And I'll just give you a couple of examples to the listener. I'm I'm sure you know what these are, but bridge jobs might be something like teaching, social work, counseling. Basically, it's a bridge between full-time work and retirement or a temporary short-term job right after your full-time career. And people who are attracted to these kind of jobs are usually people who aren't fully ready for retirement. So in addition to the teaching, social work and counseling, where they have more say over what they're doing, there's also second careers as real estate agents. I know a lot of people who are doing that. Maybe driver, you know, driving. Like right now, you could could go online right now and get a job at Uber or Lyft and use that. Also music. Okay, I know several Mm -hmm. people that are sort of dabbling in musicians, and then what you're doing, becoming a writer. And so, yeah, so what do you think about these bridge jobs?
1: I think what you said already is reinventing ourselves. So those bridge jobs are, we're looking at what we've done with our past 20, 30 years in whatever field, and we, we, we're seeing an opportunity open up to us that wasn't there before or it was tamped down because it just wasn't acceptable. Right. So we are looking at going into, what do I want to do? What do I, Here's the big question is, what do I want to be when I grow up? <laughs> right. Because it does. we are now allowed to ask ourselves that question once again. You don't have to be ten, twenty or twenty or on the verge of entering
0: college or whatever we're we're entering a new phase. You know what I find interesting this this whole thing about teaching, so I find it fascinating because you can get a job as long as you have a four year degree. You can get a job teaching English to people in China. Mm-hmm. And you can make like 20, 25 bucks an hour just sitting at your computer, helping kids in China learn how to speak English. And it's not just China. You can, and this is never leaving your home, just right. on the computer. And I know tons of people too who will go overseas, they'll go to the Middle East or they'll go to China, or they'll go somewhere, and they, and they earn more money than $25 an hour. But then you've got expenses, you know
1: too mm-hmm. you've got to pay
0: for especially in the middle east i've heard that it's really expensive to live there i think that's fascinating
1: it is it is fascinating as well because we're allowing ourselves to open up the the, the potential the
0: possibility
1: To the, the world not, not just your neighborhood world.
0: i mean it's just crazy like you you're writing and people from all over are reading your writing not yes. just yes not
1: just in your hometown That's right. And what's fascinating, I have readers in Australia, in Ireland, in in, uh, Bulgaria, and it's just fascinating to get responses from them. Hey, I live in uh, Bulgaria and love what you have to say, because those retirees or pre-retirees are experiencing the same thing.
0: Are they? Yes. Yes. I thought it was mostly U.S. where we had this issue with... um you know, struggling to retire.
1: Nope, nope. In fact, let's see, another article I sent you was, uh, let me see, I have it. Okay, it was published from the Manchester Evening News out in England and how older workers are filling a skills gap. And so now they're, they're looking at it too is because they don't want, the older employees in England do not want to retire as well. But they're getting the employers realizing. Oh, wait a minute! We've got this wonderful pool of people ready and willing to work. Right, for us.
0: and we'll talk about that in that episode.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, but why do you? So we've got so many people that want they want to work. Mm-hmm. What do you think's going to happen to the younger people? You know, the the Generation X and the Generation Y and the Generation Z. Do you think it's going to be? difficult for them not to be able, you know, maybe they won't be able to find a job because of this.
1: That is one of the fears and myths that exist regarding that, is there are a lot of job openings, job availabilities, and they're going to be looking for different classes of workers,
0: but it's not going to be limiting one or the other. Especially if you're doing a bridge job, probably. You know, like if I get a job as a real estate agent, that's not going to prevent a young real estate agent from entering that field. If Mm -hmm. I get a job working for Uber, that's not going to stop a younger person from working for Uber, right? Or I I guess you're self-employed when you're doing that. That Um, If I'm writing, that's not going to stop you from writing, right? Because we're going to have different styles, I'm going to write different about different
1: styles, different voices, different areas of expertise, and it's not just writing and it's not just Uber. And and it's interesting about what you say about the uh, the bridge workers is that Uber is becoming one of those popular bridge opportunities. So somebody's coming out of the corporate world, they want to fill their time with maybe being an Uber driver as they're pursuing other things, but it's just the ability and the knowledge to be
0: able to do and choose. I have a friend who's an Uber driver and she consistently makes a thousand a week Mm -hmm. as an Mm -hmm. Uber driver. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And the thing, the thing about using that as a bridge job is think of all the people you get to meet and you get to talk to from all over the world driving them back and forth. And even where I live, I live in a 55 and older community now. And there are Uber drivers. We're behind a gate. So I was thinking, I mean, not just a gate, we've got a guard and people just can't come in. And I was wondering, well, how is Uber and Lyft going to handle that? Because, because I currently, and I don't plan on, I don't have a car. So when I moved here, I sold my car. I thought, you know what? I don't need a car. I hardly mm-hmm. ever drove when I was in San Diego and I'm just going to drive a golf cart. And so my husband thought I was crazy. I sold my car, used it almost paid for the move. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> it was a um it was a plug-in Prius. So I bought it. It was quite a lot when I bought it, but I wound up selling it for $12,000, which is more than I would have gotten here in South Carolina. Because in oh. South Carolina, they don't drive plugins or if they do, I mean, there's nowhere to charge your plugin. I mean, and the Prius does, you can drive gas, you know, it's not just, it's not just electric, but I thought, well, if I'm going to sell my car, I better do it in San Diego. Cause I'm going to get a whole lot more money in San Diego than I would in South Carolina. And I never drive it. My husband talked, we talked about it for maybe two months before I finally, he finally gave me the okay to sell my car. And here I am with no car, so I was thinking, well, how do I get? If I need to go somewhere, how am I going to get there? And so I thought, well, maybe Uber or Lyft. And we do have it even here. In there are some Uber, Uber and Lyft drivers that live inside the gate. Ah, very nice. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how old they are because I haven't called them yet. I haven't had the need to it, but I'm assuming they're not ninety. But who knows? I, I. I guess I wouldn't know until I tried it, right?
1: Well, I interviewed two Uber drivers to get their input on this precisely and oh, you and did. they were both in their 60s and I one mentioned by name somebody who uh, an Uber driver who was 81. Oh my gosh, 81. I know. So it's just like why not? And and that's the thing. That goes back to why are people choosing to work longer? And is it going to be a problem for the other generations? It's it's no, it's it's in our own minds that we think it's going to be. Or if I do this, my adult child or my grandchild may not be able to. It's, it's, it, these are fears that are established from somewhere that just don't have any reality in life.
0: Right, right. What else should we talk about? Let's see. What else was in this article? Oh, here we go. Even in this article, it says, I'm just going to read this because we should discuss this. Mm -hmm. There are negative misconceptions around older workers that must be dealt with. One persistent idea is that boomers are standing in the way of younger talent, moving up in an organization. In Deloitte's 2018 Global Human Capital Trends Report, 15%, that's one five, of respondents believe that older employees were, quote, an impediment to rising talent, end quote. You know, I really thought it would be higher than that. What did you think?
1: It it seems like that that would be a higher percentage of, of, of thought is that people believe that to be the case, especially with retirement age being 65 and people are refusing to retire or not wanting to retire that's why where that thought came from is that you're
0: holding us back,
1: that you're holding us back. And there's this new wave of young talent coming in, you've got to move out. But that's not true. It's just that myth. And here's the theory, or not the theory, here's the truth, though, is there are 14 million job openings available, right? So So there's
0: got to be some for baby boomers and Some for everybody else.
1: (laughs) It's it's just those fears, fears like this 15% of respondents respondents believe that older employees are an impediment. No, just realize that there are more jobs than there are
0: people available. And older workers might fall into different categories. (laughs) You might want to work, but maybe not full time. I mean, in addition to the bridge worker... We've got some other um, some other types, which we'll explore quickly because we're almost out of time. We've got the alumni workers, the tenured workers, gig workers, encore workers, and self-employment. So mm-hmm. alumni workers are people who they left and then they came back, <laughs> you know, right? Right. And, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard of that, but usually I haven't heard a lot of that in return. Retirement. Actually, no, I have. I've heard of people retiring and then coming back to work. Right,
1: right. And it's like you say, though, they retire,
0: they expect to oh, live the
1: retirement, but then it's not what they thought it to be or they're bored or it's just not giving them the social interaction. And they realize, huh, maybe I could go back as a
0: consultant. Or maybe them- part time or something.
1: Yeah, a part time. So that's and and they go back to their their old job or their previous job and usually are welcome back because what the older employee brings is the wisdom, the experience and mentorship.
0: Right, exactly. Now, I'm just going to go over the others uh, real quickly because we are out of time. Yes, we are. Go Um, ahead. So we've got tenured workers, which is phased. Basically, these are the people who they want to leave a legacy behind in their organization. And so they'll continue until they feel that it's the younger ones can take over. Gig workers, they they just want to freelance. So they want to do a project at a time. I totally can can relate to that. And then Encore workers, a lot of times they are doing volunteer work and maybe civic service and things that maybe aren't paying what a full-time job would pay. And then of course, we've got self-employment and that's what Kristen has, you know, Chris has done. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so next week we are going to be talking about whether we should retire retirement. So I hope that you join us for that episode. Kristen, how can we get a hold of you? Well, the
1: easiest way to get a hold of me would be through my website, and that is www.kristenedens.com, and that's spelled
0: K-R-I-S-T-E-N-E-D-E-N-S. Great, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. So thanks again, Kristen, for coming on board, and for the listener, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye. Bye. was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show. Uh, when he decided to leave podcasting number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review, whatever podcast app you're listening to,